This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Inside Carolina Post Game Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. That's Dewey Burke. It is late, and Dewey is on the East Coast, so he's feeling the lateness of these 9.15, 9.30 tips on the East Coast. What's going on, Dewey? Well, uh, we didn't play very well, so it is late, and that was a tough game to watch. It was. Carolina falls to Indiana 77-65. Um, you know, it much closer on the scoreboard than I felt like it was watching the game, and Indiana just out-toughed them and out-everything. What's, what's – sort of three of your overall thoughts, and then we'll get into it a little bit. Yeah, my, <clears throat> my number one thought is is offense is really hard right now. I mean, just nothing easy at all. And it's not just this game. We didn't have a chance to talk after the games in Portland, but just nothing comes easy, nothing in transition. Every basket um, that we get feels more or less contested. It feels like it's a lot of work. Um, and there's just not a, not a lot of flow offensively. Our guards are obviously struggling to create opportunities, uh, to create easy looks. Uh, and then they are also missing some shots that I think they're capable of making that they have made, you know, certainly at, at times last year. So my number one observation is offense is really hard right now. It's just, uh, you know, I do think part of that is probably missing Brady. We're, we're seeing that now because we don't have a true floor spacer that's a catch-and-shoot guy. And so you saw Indiana tonight. They just choke everything off and dare the guy with the ball to try and beat you one-on-one. And and we are not able to do that. Um, so that's my number one observation. Number two, I did think Indiana played harder than us and tougher than us and took the fight to us, which uh, is very difficult to watch. And every, anyone who has a brain and understands the game saw that. Um, and then my third observation is even as bad as it felt like we played, I mean, we, if we could have just made a couple shots, that game could have gotten to within one possession and Indiana feels really different. We just never could quite get there. It always stayed at seven or nine, and then we would turn the ball over. I thought RJ, who I've been a big fan of, had some brutally costly turnovers, uh, both in the first half and in the second half. Uh, and then even there late, I thought that long two was was a bad shot. Um, so I just thought he was not at his best. Um, so those are my three. Yeah, talking about that, I mean, they cut it to seven with the ball and love throws a careless pass right there in front of Carolina's bench. They go the other way. If my memory serves, then they cut it down. Maybe just, they could have gotten it to six or something. And that turnover by RJ gets poked away from behind and they made Galloway. I mean, the Galloway kid, I mean, he's a good player. He did not look like he should be able to play that good. And he looked Bobby, really good. Bobby Fraser was at the game. 
texted me. He said he's the player of the game for that. Five for seven for him, 11 points. Made some clutch shots in 23 minutes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about one of my biggest concerns watching. And everybody says these things are fixable. There's nothing to worry about. But the assists, Dewey, uh, mm-hmm. the five assists tonight, they're like as far down the food chain as you can get on sharing the basketball for baskets. It's just, is it just a different offense that we're used to and that's how it's going to be? Or is there something broken in there? No, I think it's back to what I said is everything's so challenging right now. There, there's, there's not a lot of flow. I, I really think they need to play faster. They need to get out and transition. I don't think RJ tries to push the ball enough, um, but nothing is easy. I mean, the, the amount of effort they have to go through uh, to then what ultimately feels like a contested shot on most of the, most of the possessions um, is part of that. Um, and I also think Armando is struggling and is banged up. Right. And so a lot of times you throw the ball into the post for your, you know, all American to make a post move and score his touches off. He doesn't seem to have a lot of lift. Obviously he banged his shoulder up tonight. Um, we're just out of sync. I, I think they're struggling, struggling to find a rhythm. I know Pete has shown flashes, but, you know, it's kind of a there. It's a kind of a confusing. Are we three out, two in? Are we playing four out? And then when Baycott comes out of the game, we play five out, um, which you heard Billis mention on the telecast. So I don't know that we yet have an identity offensively, and haven't yet learned to play with each other. And and so consequently, when you're you're not in a rhythm, you're not screening properly, you're not creating opportunities for others. So you end up with a lot of one-on-one and you end up with games where you have very low assists and it's hard to win when every shot that you take feels like it was difficult to even get off. And, and that's how this game felt. Yeah, they had a, uh, I don't see, you don't have that stat caught up, but they, yeah, I mean, they're all contested and then Indiana was pretty much getting whatever they wanted um, on the other end for the most part. I, I mean, Jackson Davis is left-hander. He's going to go to that little left-hand jump hook. He got it any time mm-hmm. he wanted. And when they stopped, when, when they didn't allow him to do that, he struggled a little bit. Talk about the defense you saw. I thought at times Carolina played some tough defense. I saw, thought more often than not it was some of the stuff we've seen in the past couple of years where guys are looking towards the other end or something. I don't know. What did you see there? Yeah, I thought we make some basic mistakes defensively. Um, you know, there's no doubt on the scouting report it was, you know, jump hook right shoulder for him. And yet we continued to allow him to turn to that side. Um, we caught ourselves in no man's land a couple of times when the ball went into him. It's like we acted like we might double, but then we didn't. But we were too far away from our um, from the perimeter player to get back to contest the three. It's like if you're going to double, just just go double or don't, but like being in, in, in Seth did it one time and he's young and he'll learn, but um, we had a couple other guys do it. That was just fundamental mistakes. I, I really didn't think the issues were on the offensive end. I mean, they, they got some tap out offensive rebounds in the second half that were frustrating as I'm watching because we, we were like, again, on that cusp of maybe cutting it to five or three. If you just, come up with the ball and have the urgency to go get it. 
Um, but Tommy, for me, the, this was an offensive story and how much we struggled to get any kind of good shot consistently. Um, and then, and then even some of the shots that we, that we did get that were good shots, we didn't make them. It's just, you know, if, if we shoot the ball halfway decently, we're in that game and it's much closer, even though they played tougher than us. And it, it, there's no excuse for that. Six for 15 on layups for Carolina. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't have the final stat in front of me just because I'm trying to look at the camera instead of my phone, but did they shoot 30% again? I mean, Carolina for the game shot 33.9, so 34%, 28% from three. Um, free throw line kept them in it, 20 for 27. It did. It did. You know, you just make a couple not overly challenging shots, and I think you're right in that game. I just thought it was an offensive story and uh, and a toughness story more so than specifically defense, which was your question. I thought, I thought we defended fine at times and, and we made mistakes at times, but it's not like they scored a hundred points. I mean, it, we just, we can't score. What, uh, what'd you think of Puff Johnson? I think I, I really like his game. He plays hard. Puff is a godsend for this team because he's the only one, honestly, that just creates a little chaos out there, which is good. I mean, that in a good way, right? He sticks his nose in there. He gets his hands on balls. He, uh, he gets to the line. He gets an offensive rebound. He, you know, he's the one who fought around Trace and got that steal on the post entry. I mean, he, he, he creates chaos. I think Seth Trimble can create chaos too. And, and chaos is good. I mean this in a positive way. Um, chaos means turnovers and and just getting the other team out of what they're doing. Um, I don't think Puff, you know, tries to be cool or you know is never casual. He just comes in, plays hard, and. Um, hopefully stays healthy because, because like I said, I, I think the chaos he creates is very good for this team. Yeah, the play he made last game against Alabama, diving out there at, at midcourt, should have been the play of the game. I said that um, on these podcasts a couple of times. Should have been the play of the game in the winning game. Winning play of the game didn't happen. Carolina uh, falls to Indiana 77-65 to lose three straight um, somebody asked in the chat, and we'll get out of here quickly because there's not much more to talk about, but somebody asked in the chat, if I can find it, Dewey, do you think these guys are enjoying playing together? It's tough when you lose, but what are you seeing? I thought you were going to say, do you think these guys are enjoying playing? Uh, I don't think they're enjoying playing right now. They've lost three in a row. You know, They were preseason number one, and now they might – I don't know if they'll be unranked, but they could. I still think they have fun playing together. I mean, they're they're from all – all accounts and everything I know, they are a tight group and they are good friends. And so I, they're still, they enjoy each other. Um, but it's hard right now for them, right? Everybody's, everybody's freaking out on uh, why aren't you the team from last March and April? And uh, we are different in how we play without Brady, but there's enough talent there. Um, you know, one of the only things we didn't talk about, Tommy, is I think it's a factor, especially when you see someone like Trace, is, is we are very average athletically in the front court. You know, we have three below the rim players at the three, four, five that start for us. And you see a player like him that's bouncy and rangy and long and any layup that is contestable, he goes and pounds it off the glass, right? We don't have that. Um, he's explosive on his second jump. They kept talking about that on the, tele on the telecast. Um, so we're pretty average athletically in the front court. And so that, that makes it 
you know, challenging when uh, you, you're uh, you're not that athletic, and then your perimeter players who rely who you rely on are not scoring and are not shooting the ball at a high clip. It, it makes it hard to compete with top top ten teams, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, you know. I- so I think Justin Jackson said it in, in Vipolis's podcast early in the week that they're the most talented team in the country. Mm, I don't know about that. And uh, they certainly got it together last year and played as well as anybody did in the country. But it's a different ball game this time. What positives do you draw from these last three games? I mean, Hubert's going to find something positive to talk about. What, what is he talking about in that locker room? or in practice this week heading into, I guess, Virginia Tech on Sunday up there? Yeah, it's, you know, positives are hard to come by. I, I think the, the commentary is nobody feels ba- nobody feels bad for these guys. Nobody feels bad for these kids, right? I mean, uh, all they heard about was how great they are since last April. Um, and you're, you're not entitled to win just because of what you did before. And I'm not saying that they, they thought they were, but uh, you're not. And... If anything, the target, look, we, we already have a huge target on our back because of the name on the front of the jersey every game we play. Uh, and that target is much larger based on what they did and the preseason and the hype and the recognition for guys like Armando. And so you're going to take everybody's even better best shot because of all of that. And I don't know if they weren't ready for that. Or, I mean, let, let's let's just be very direct, right? What, what we're wanting to ultimately know is, are we the team that we were up until January 15th when we were not a tournament team? Or are we the team that then went on the run and made it to the national championship game? Right now, we don't know. Right now, it's probably somewhere in between. Um, but games like that and the last couple nights make you feel like, the run was an aberration, but I do think that they are good enough to figure this out and get back on track. But it's again, I'm beating a dead horse. It has to come offensively. They have to find easier ways to score because we can guard, we can defend. Uh, I really didn't think defense was that bad tonight. It wasn't great, but it wasn't, wasn't why we lost. Um, I just think our offense is is way out of rhythm. And so that's the challenge for the staff and, and for these guys to figure out a way to move better, screen better, execute better, wh- whatever the case, um, so that we can score. Because if we can score, not just score better, score more easily, so that's so much work, I think the rest of the game falls into place. But it's just... God, every possession, I'm, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, God, we can't do anything. We can't get anything easy. And it wasn't just Indiana. I felt that way against Iowa State at times. Uh, the Alabama game is a, is a throwaway because that was, you know, chaotic and a game and a half, you know. But it just, nothing feels easy. And, and we're used to playing with pace and getting easy buckets and, and averaging 80 points, you know, historically. And just nothing's easy. Five fast break points. I mentioned uh, – <laughs> Six for 15 on layups, two for three dunks. We saw that. Um, yeah, I mean, Carolina just struggles to put the ball in the basket. And when you've got your guards, RJ and Caleb Love, quite frankly, have not shot it good at all, uh, you know, mm-hmm. on the season. And that's going to be that's going to be a thing that's got to get fixed because when Carolina got rolling, RJ got off the ball, which he's off the ball now, 
and they started hitting shots. And Caleb, right now, yeah, yeah, Caleb got off the ball, mm-hmm. and RJ took over, and they started hitting shots. And right now, uh, Caleb loves shooting twenty five percent on the season from three. RJ is shooting twenty nine, and that's not good. That's not mm-hmm. winning basketball, especially when you're getting everybody's best shot. Anything left, Dewey? I, I think it's been a rough stretch for North Carolina. A lot of people are frustrated. A lot of people are upset. Um, you mentioned the run being an aberration. I think a lot of people are fearing that at this point. Um, it's still early, but the schedule gets no easier. Anything left um, for the folks watching this? In fact, we've got 200 folks in here at midnight on the East Coast. Yeah, I appreciate that, everyone. Thanks for uh... – Thanks for listening. Um, and I just, I'm just catching up on the comments in the, in the chat. You know, one of the specific questions was Dewey, what do you think is wrong with the offense? Uh, it, I go back to what I said before. I, I think that at times we play three out to in at times we look like we're trying to play four out to in and Mono comes out and we're playing five out and there's no one in the post. And so if you're relying on Caleb and RJ to create for you um, that, constant change of there's two guys in the post and there's one guy in the post and there's nobody in the post is off-putting in my mind um so i i think they're still trying to figure out how to play with with pete nance i mean i just they, they don't know yet and 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 teams have also figured out that they for a lot of the possessions they just don't guard leaky they just don't guard them um and I want to give him credit because the and i'm not going to get his name right but the the freshman kid for indiana who was going you know, who was cooking in the first half, I think he had 10 or 12 points. We switched to put Leaky on him. He had one basket, right? So that's what Leaky provides for us. He had one basket. Um, but a lot of teams choose not to guard him. And so you're, you're playing five on four and a half, and the lane is clogged sometimes with Nance and, and Mondo in there. And so I just think we, we have no rhythm and no flow. And so I don't know if that means they need to try a different approach, run some different sets, try to get guys in different spots to be successful. Uh, and then you layer in the fact that Armando's not finishing around the rim and we're struggling. All right. So th- that's, those are my thoughts to, to that question in the chat. Um, and I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, is it likely or unlikely that this team still has the ability to reach or at least same level of play? Look, I, I think they can reach that level. Um, but it, they got to score the ball. I mean, they just they got to figure out a way to score the ball, and, uh, and we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple times when they were five out. I said, good gracious, if they had a guard like Ty Lawson on this team, I mean, he would have layup field day, and just R.J. and Caleb couldn't get to the rim. Hood Shafino, he had 12 in the first half, was was cooking on offense and telling everybody about it, and you're right, he had two points on one-for-one yeah. one shooting in the second half. And that kid's a pro. I mean, he's, he's going to be an NBA player, it would it would seem. Um, and, you know, we put Leaky on him. That was the end of that, right? So that's what he gives you. Um, but, you know, he doesn't give you a lot on the offensive end. And so you, you smash it all together. Caleb, questionable shot selection and shooting a poor percentage. RJ, shooting a poor percentage. Armando, shooting a poor percentage. Pete, inconsistent, comes and goes. He has spurts like he did in the first half. Um, and then he disappears and then leaky doesn't give you a lot. That doesn't, the sum of those parts doesn't make you feel great about our ability to score 80, 85 points. Um, but let's give him a chance to figure it out. You know, everybody's jumping off the cliff just like they were last year. Mm -hmm. Um, it's still early. We haven't even started the conference yet. So, 
let's give them a chance to figure it out. Um, I'm sure the kids were tired a little bit. You know, I'm usually the last one to give that excuse. I'm the one always saying they're 19, they're 20, they're fine. <laughs> they were probably tired. I mean, that, I thought Caleb looked a little fatigued, which I know supports the argument. Okay, we'll play the bench, play Seth. And, and look, I agree. I, I, I'd like to see Seth play more. But DeMarco did a couple of good things tonight. Um, but look, we're going to live and die by Caleb and RJ. And, and, and Armando's going to be there. He's going to rebound, and hopefully he can find his touch. But Caleb and RJ got to shoot a better percentage, get better quality shots. And if it's, them, if it's not them shooting, they need to get better shots for their teammates because nothing's easy. Yep. This point last year, I said it last time we did one of these, I said this team looks a lot like they did last year, and they figured it out, and it flipped. Um, still plenty of time. There's going to be some rough patches, and folks got to – Folks got to realize that national championships aren't won in November and December. They're won in February, March, and April. And as last year, should have taught some folks some lessons about that. Dewey, it's always been a pleasure. I know you're on the East Coast. I know it's late for you guys and family. Appreciate you taking the time to come here. Yes, sir. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. we'll be all right. Hang in there, everybody. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll talk soon as well. You've been listening to Inside Carolina Post Game Podcast, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Shout out to the 221 people that are up on mid at midnight. Uh, appreciate it. Throw it on the Inside Carolina message boards where you're watching from. We're going to get out of here now. Let Dewey go to bed, and I'm going to do the same. Everybody be safe. Thanks, Dewey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.